What's up, kinfolk? Welcome to the number one college football show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we are going to talk through the college football playoff semifinals. And I understand it's been some time, had some time off, had a Christmas. Mine was as cold as many of yours. I never need to see zero degrees on the thermometer ever again, because that's that seems like some form of torture. That seems like the worst possible outcome here. While my friends are out in L.A. having a great time. But we're going to get to them here in a little bit, too. All right. So we're going to do this show today, a couple of days out before the college football playoff. And, of course, we will react to the college football playoff that night after Ohio State, Georgia finish off. What we think is going to be an outstanding game and what I hope is an outstanding game to figure out who's playing for the national championship in just a couple of weeks time. So let's start with that Peach Bowl matchup. Number four, Ohio State versus number one, Georgia. Georgia is a six and a half point favorite in this game. And that's wild to me. If you take a look at the rosters, right? So check this out. These are the two of the three most talented football teams in the entire country. And it really is an evenly matched group on both sides of the ball at all times. I'll give you an uh, understanding of what I'm talking about here. UGA has 15 five-stars, which is ridiculous. Ohio State has 14, which is also ridiculous. There are 53 four-stars on Georgia's team to 52 for Ohio State. There are 17 three-stars on Georgia's team to 16 for Ohio State. Georgia features the second-best scoring defense in football. Ohio State features the second-best scoring offense in football. That, in and of itself, says six and a half points is a lot, but this is why we watch the football games, right? If we've been watching closely, we understand why people are betting heavily on Georgia to win and why folks are counting out Ohio State. And it's got really to do with the last three weeks of the season, honestly, right? We saw Georgia absolutely crank it up and go to work put 50 up on LSU in an SEC championship game. And we saw Ohio State white knuckle its way into the college football playoff after getting beat by Michigan for the second year in a row after having never lost to Michigan in the previous 10 years. And now we're at a totally different point for both programs, right? I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but it's also interesting to me that both of these teams also have a Heisman finalist at quarterback and both of them have generationally talented head coaches that have expertise in one field or another, Ryan Day in offense, and of course, Kirby Smart in defense. So as I'm looking at this game, I wanted to come up with three keys to the game for each one of these teams that they absolutely must get right if they expect to win the football game on Saturday. Number one for me, right? We got to take a look at Georgia. You got to stop Marvin Harrison Jr. Or he's going to ruin you. That's just what it is. That's the only Bolitnikoff Award winner playing, or excuse me, well, award finalist, my bad, award finalist playing in this game. And I think, you know, he has deserved the opportunity to see if he can't go up against Akili Ringo and beat him man on man, because that's how you're going to win this game. Find a way, if you are Georgia, to bracket Marvin Harrison Jr. and force Emeka Ekbuka and Julian Fleming to beat you, right? Like for two years, UGA has feared or I should say, has heard about the fear of playing Ohio State 
and has one of the deepest wide receiving cores in football. I'm all I'm asking you to do if you're Georgia is prove it. Cool. We're going to take away Marvin Harrison Jr. And then we're going to see what Abuka and Fleming and the rest can do. Because if it really is that deep a core, that's it, right? You should be able to beat them up with anybody else. So stop Marvin Harrison Jr. is number one. Number two, you got to eat the clock, right? You, you have to do what Georgia does. And what that means for them is you are sitting on the football. And you are methodically going through the playbook and you're keeping it vanilla and basic. The reason I put it this way is you can suffocate the Ohio State offense, right? Because if you make Ohio State sweat out the TikTok and eat the clock, you're much more likely to beat this team. So you suffocate the Buckeye offense and you can't really let them breathe if they don't have possession. Now, the dogs are the rare elite football team without a 1,000-yard rusher or a 1,000-yard receiver because they don't really need those to beat anybody, okay? They have a rusher that leads their team with just over 800 rush yards, but they don't have anybody that has 150 carries or more. They don't even have a receiver, tight end or otherwise, with 60 receptions this season because they just haven't had to do that. It underscores how the offense acts as a featured complement to what has been the best defense in football for two consecutive years. This also means that the offense needs to act like a good grad assistant and just not get in the defense's way, okay? Take what you're given, and then think of a punt as a way for, you know, your defense to pick you up because that defense is liable to absolutely put the shackles on this Ohio State offense if they come out lackadaisical and slow, as they have proven they can do in the second half of the season. So. Number three on this for me, right, is you got to load out with 21 personnel and the Buckeyes defense will probably fail, right? 21 personnel, two tight ends, one tailback. Let the Bash brothers, otherwise known as Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, go to work on an OSU secondary that was exposed in man-to-man and couldn't fill a gap if you gave them 100 yards of flex seal tape, Okay. You want to put six foot seven out there and let him go. You want to let Brock Bowers go out there and let him cook. You can do this, and it doesn't have to be difficult if you let your talent do what talent does, right? My Jimmies are better than your Joes, which leads me to how does Ohio State figure out a way to win this game? And the first thing that I think they got to do is when they have the football, do not, I repeat, do not go at the teeth of that Georgia front seven. It ain't a winning formula for you. As much as I hate to say it, and I know Ohio State fans hate to hear it, your best bet here is bubble screens and wide receiver screens, fellas. Like That's just what it is, okay? Kent State, yes, the Golden Flashes, had great success against Georgia with bubble screens. I know y'all hate bubble screens because it feels like a nothing play. But if you can get east and west to go north and south, you can pull that front seven out of the pile of humanity that they want to make in the middle, you have a better opportunity to go north and south later in the game, right? So you have to have your best wide receiver or receivers catch those wide receiver tunnel screens and catch those bubble screens and see if they can't beat safeties and outside linebackers to a point, right? And if you can do that, then the offense opens up, right? A lot of this comes back to putting four hands on Jalen Carter as well, because four hands on Jalen Carter at all times, because they're Two aren't enough to stop big time. It's just 
We thought Jordan Davis, or I should say, I'll speak for myself. I thought Jordan Davis was worthy of winning the Heisman Trophy last year. But everybody else was going, he might be. But the dude next to him named Jalen Carter is a better defensive interior player. And my goodness, if that hasn't turned out to be the truth, that dude is absolutely that, the truth. Two hands on that man ain't enough. You got to have four on him at all times, okay? Every run play needs to involve two men blocking Jalen Carter, the most talented nose tackle that is in the sport today, and he's got to, got to get out of the way of your rush attack. If that means that you're going to try to read him on some sort of quasi-zone read, do that. Whatever it is, you got to account for him, especially without Travion Henderson playing in this game, who is your home run hitter at tailback. You're going to have to lead on the mighty Mayan. You're going to have to lean on Dallin Hayden. And then if you catch them, right, if you catch an explosive play of some sort, you got to go fast. You got to pick up the pace. You cannot elect, uh, afford to let Kirby Smart get new personnel in there because the only way that you're going to beat Georgia is by scoring quickly and wearing them out. You have to try to outrun them, okay? Because if you let them do what they want to do, which is plug every gap, and make it really difficult for you just to see down the middle in between the tackle box, you're not going to win that game. Third thing that Ohio State has to do is the inverse of what I said the first thing Georgia has to do. Marvin the Martian is always down there somewhere, okay? Don't be afraid to chuck it up in the air, okay? The dude wearing 18, let him go win you the football game. He has proven that. I, I love this play. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and point it out. It's the one where that you know where Marvin Harrison's uh, knee bends the way the knees aren't supposed to go, but his knee can do that because he's a Martian. The rest of us normal human beings, you know, we get separated in two trying to make that catch. This is the one that he made against Indiana on the sideline with the one foot in. Goodness me, just ridiculous, all right? Again, while there are 29 five-stars in this game, there's only one Bolitnikoff Award finalist, even if there are two Heisman finalists. Let that guy go win it. 72 catches so far this year, over 1,100 receiving yards, 12 TDs. Give him one-on-one -on -one opportunities and see if he can't beat Georgia in man coverage because they will be in man because the favorite defense of one Kirby Smart is the cat defense, which my cat's better than your cats. All right, Ohio State, you get to walk into Athens and try to do that. So what's at stake for Georgia in this game? To which... I say this, dear Georgia, after 40 years, you finish the climb. You sit alone on the mountaintop, warm inside your Bastille, a banner praising what you did yesterday. You're peerless now, yes, but at this price, you are hunted. You are chased, and you are the bullseye personified. Against Kent State, you look lazy. Against Missouri, you look bored. This is who you are now, the favorite. Winning isn't celebrated anymore. It is expected. Can you handle that expectation? Can you maintain the mantle? It took four decades for you to take. The changing of the guard has happened already. You are no longer storming castles. Taking a castle isn't the same as keeping it. The enemy is at your gate, and you stand alone. What are you going to do? Now, 
What's at stake for Ohio State, to which I say, dear Buckeyes, you are the team that lost twice in a row to the one you call that team up north. You are the team whose head coach has been compared to John Cooper and Marv Levy. You are the team whose quarterback has yet to win a championship of any kind. You are the team who was simply the best of the rest. You're the fourth team in the dunked on spot. But is that all you are? Will you back down, cower, like a false king standing naked and shivering in the distressed woods while the monster feasts on your people? Is it not the heart of Buckeye Nation that beats beneath yours too? Will you set the table in the enemy's hall, wait for the monster to approach your door, and beg him to enter so that he might know you as Grendel knew Beowulf? Are you not Ripper, Terror, Slasher, Gouger? Are you not the teeth in the darkness? Are you not the talons in the night? Do you not lust for strength and power? Can you stand at the door and shout it as Beowulf did? Are you not the Ohio State? See Saturday night. So my prediction for this game, there's no question Ohio State could have gone blow for blow for Georgia if the Buckeyes were healthy. They're not. It's going to be tough on Saturday to overcome, well, talented skilled players and the loss of talented skilled players, frankly. And you're headed into an affair where, yeah, legacy is at stake. So I'm going to pick Georgia because I think Georgia has more opportunities to make mistakes and still win the game than Ohio State, who has very little margin for error. So the way in which this game goes for me, if it stays under 30, that's a Georgia win. If it goes over 30, maybe we get a football game. And that's a game Ohio State can win. All right. Let's talk about the other game that will determine who gets to play for a national championship. The Fiesta Bowl. Number three, Texas Christian versus number two, Michigan. And Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite in this game. So let's start with some keys to the game, right? For Texas Christian. What do they have to do to beat the team nobody's been able to beat so far this season? Number one, sprinkle some max on it, man. Lean with it, rock with it. Let the ginger do what the ginger does. He's your talisman. He is the magic man. As a matter of fact, remember having the conversation with producer Tyler against Kansas State. Why don't you put the ball in that dude's hand? He's the dude. He is what stirs the drink. Give him an opportunity to show everybody why he was the Heisman finalist. Give yourself an opportunity to win this football game. Okay. Number two for me on this list here is you got to post Michigan up. Okay. I know that the cornerbacks showed that they can play against Ohio State. But you got to let Q and Savion get you easy buckets, which is why I say you got to post Michigan up. Quentin Johnston, 
and Savion Williams are underrated as two outstanding wide receivers. And that whole core is one of my favorites, Darius Davis and Tay Barber, two short, fast dudes that can also get it in. A jump ball is a ball that Quinn, or excuse me, Quentin Johnson and Savion Williams can go win. So give that chance to them. Throw it up. Let those guys go win you a football game. In between there, if Garrett Riley can succeed in sucking Michigan safeties up and then somehow find a way to get Kendra Miller into daylight along with Amari DiMarcado, you have an opportunity to do something really outstanding here, right? And then number three for me, last thing you got to do if you're Texas Christian, do it again. Defend, defend, defend. Whatever it is, Joe Gillespie and that TCU defense was drinking or eating before they went on the 40 acres and absolutely held Texas to nothing, nada offensively, held the Dope Walker Award, B. John Robinson, to 29 rush yards, you got to find a way to do that again because the knock on the kind of defense that Coach Gillespie runs is that a 3-3-5 cannot match up with a power run team like Michigan's. We have five men on the line of scrimmage. Y'all have three. Tell us what you're going to do to try to stop us running down your throats because that's what they've been able to do to everybody else. Perhaps it's, hey, man, you find different ways to shoot the gaps. You bring four and five. You rush blitz as much as you can. And then you got to take your chances on the outside, which brings me to what does Michigan have to do to beat Texas Christian in this game? Very simple. Number one, if you want to win, put Donovan in. He about to spin. That dude is the hottest player in college football. And I don't know why we haven't said this louder, but his last two games, he rushed for 216 yards against Ohio State. He rushed for 185 yards against Purdue. Against AP-ranked opponents, he's averaging 10.2 yards per carry. And he's carried the rock 38 times against AP-ranked opponents. That's the dude. Okay, he can run on you because that offensive line is so good. Which brings me to number two on this, right? Give Sonny Dykes what he wants. Let JJ eat his lunch. So Sonny Dykes goes on flagship show, Fox Sports, the herd, Colin Coward. And he says, hey, the way we got to win this football game is we got to make the quarterback beat us. And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Uh-oh, Sonny. Okay, so... That's one thing to say, right? I, I, I would even say that's a good way to go at the start of the season. But J.J. showed against Ohio State that, yeah, you can get it served up from him too. Because if you want to say that J.J. McCarthy has to be the person to beat you, J.J. and that offense are going, sure, all right. You see what Cornelius Johnson was able to do, right? You see what Ronnie Bell was able to do? You see J.J. is able to throw that football down the field? He ain't got to beat you but two or three times to gap you. And that's what you're looking for from J.J. McCarthy. Let him gap you, right? So if J.J. hits a couple explosive touchdown passes, you get to go back to running the football and make Texas Christian chase you. Give him what he wants, right? And then the number three thing for me is bring five or more, and you're probably going to put TCU's quarterback on the floor. You remember that TCU-Texas game I was just talking about? It's also a game in which Texas Christian gave up five sacks to Texas, okay? It's not a good look, man. It's almost as if Max Duggan's a sitting duck back there because there's a great offensive lineman over there in Steve Avila, but he ain't all five of those, right? So if you bring five or more, chances are you're going to get to Max Duggan or you're going to force him to make a mistake that you can capitalize on and then you can go get a football. And in sending five or more, yeah, okay. 
Um, maybe you get beat over the top, but I doubt it, right? Not, not as much as you'd be able to hold the ball. And that's what Michigan's going to do well. They're going to stop TCU from getting so many possessions because the clock's just going to keep ticking because they're going to run the football. That's what they want to do. So what's at stake for Texas Christian in this game? To which I say, dear TCU, I read about a team like you once. I said I read about it because it was before my time. It was before yours, too. That's how long ago it was. This team full of college kids like you had the audacity to skate onto the same ice as a bunch of pros suiting up for what was once called the Soviet Union's men's hockey team. What was off about these college kids, though, is they believed they could win. I mean, it was 1980, you know, miracles and whatnot. These were, though, the winter games. And these were the kind of competitions that that Soviet men's hockey team hadn't really lost. Matter of fact, they'd won the last five Olympic gold medals out of six. But this group of college kids, they represented the United States men's hockey team. And they had a coach who liked to speak in riddles, you know, like your coach's old man, Spike Dykes. But this coach for the men's hockey team in the United States pushed them. He skated them until he was sure they understood the challenge they faced and the name they carried on their chest was more meaningful the name they carried on their back. He'd yell at them as they were skating until they couldn't breathe. The legs feed the wolf. Like a litany, like a prayer. The legs feed the wolf. There's a Russian proverb that says, a wolf is fed by his legs. Did you know a wolf pack will hunt its prey for over 100 miles if that's what it takes to eat? Legs feed the wolf. The U.S. men's hockey team, they beat the Soviets. They took home the gold, Lake Placid. Legs feed the wolf. So my question to you, TCU, is what feeds you? 100 miles and running. Okay? 100 miles and running. So what's at stake for Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl? Which I say, dear Michigan. What's changed? You are not the underdog. You are no longer a nice story. Perhaps that was your story. Perhaps you still remember, I didn't rank you in my preseason top 25. I didn't think you were that good. Perhaps that's what you run on, though. Spite. Works for a lot of people. Keeps me charged up. Respecting the process. Tiptoeing the boundary between confidence to win. And the kind of arrogance that can get you beat. But you still ain't won it. You know what I'm talking about. It's been 25 years since anybody wearing maids in blue even played for a national title. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you forget? Last time you beat Ohio State, you lost this game. So I'll ask it again. What's changed? The face on your bulletin board, R.J. Young. I'll take my answer on the field. So now we get to the prediction part of this, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I picked Michigan. I picked them for the same reason I picked Georgia. They have more opportunities to make mistakes and still win the football game. TCU, like Ohio State, has to play a near-flawless football game to win. 
The Wolverines are also built to mash, and no one has succeeded in stopping that offensive line from moving men against their will so far this season. And I don't expect that to change on Saturday afternoon. But I'll ask again, what feeds you and what's changed? That is it for this episode of the number one college football show. My thanks as always to our lead producer, Tyler Wojak, our senior producer, Catherine Donnelly. Our director today is the wonderful Aaron Schechter. Our leads of screening are Jake Coakley and Torin Westfall. Our social media maven is Javion Duncan. I'm the host, RJ. We will see y'all live Saturday night. Oh, one more thing. See this right here? This is, uh, this is, this is a Webby. This is the 2021 People's Voice Award winner for apps and software, sports, the all-new Fox Sports app. And that's that's got my name on it right there. Look, it's the first time I've ever been a part of anything like that. Like, the awards don't really find me. I'm a dude on YouTube to a lot of people. Um, but I got that on Christmas Eve. And I was floored by it. And I sat with it for a very long time. And it occurs to me that January 7th will be my two-year anniversary of having joined Fox. And I'm having a blast, guys. And I get to do stuff like this. And I get to work with people like Aaron and Tyler. And it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. That's it for me. Deuces.